Thank you. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name, O Lord. Thank you for another day, O Father. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love, and your grace. Thank you for all that you've done and yet going to do, O Lord God, in our lives. Thank you for joy and peace, O Lord, and that you teach us how to walk in them. Thank you for giving us wisdom and understanding and enlightenment, Father, to your word. We thank you for this Sabbath day, O Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are causing your sun to shine on the just as well as the unjust, O Lord. We thank you for another day, O Father. And we praise you and we glorify you, O Lord. Because you are worthy to be praised, O Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, and we magnify your name. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, we give you the honor, O oh Lord, because you are worthy to be praised, O oh Father, and we thank you. Hallelujah to your name, O oh Lord. All glory belongs to you, O oh Father. And there is no other besides you, O Father. We just say thank you on this morning, O Lord. We say thank you, Father. We say thank you. And good morning, good morning to you on this Sabbath day and shalom to you. And we're continuing in our studies on spiritual strategies and kingdom living. Today we'll be talking about kingdom living out of our studies. Hallelujah. This is Women of Grace, a voice in the wilderness. I am Sister Jackie Gordon, and we'll and I'll be um, teaching the class today. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, O Father. If you would, get your swords, and we're going to, um, moving right along, we're going to start our study, hallelujah, in chapter 2 of Kingdom Living, and the title is King of Kings. Let us pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, for your word is truth, O Lord, and that your word, Father, is what cleanses us, O Lord. We thank you for washing us in your word, O Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for the privilege and the opportunity, Father, and the invitation to come sit in your banquet hall and eat with you, O Lord. We thank you for the word, Father, that, that strengthens us, O Lord, that teaches us of who you are, O Father. And as we go into this study on chapter 2 of Kingdom Living, that we may come to understand and know who the King is, O Lord. We thank you, Father, for illumination and insight, O Father, and that the Holy Spirit Father, speaks to our heart, O oh Father. We thank you. In the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen. Well, we're in chapter 2 of Kingdom Living, and we're going to be talking about the King of Kings. The objectives of this chapter is, upon completion of this chapter, you will be able to, one, write the key verse from memory, two, define the word king, Three, identify Jesus as king of the kingdom of God. And four, continue further study of the life and ministry of King Jesus. Our key verse is Luke chapter 1 verse 33, which reads, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Introduction. There is no kingdom without a king. In this chapter, you will learn about the greatest king that has ever ruled the king of kings, Jesus Christ. What is a king? A king is a sovereign ruler of a nation, tribe, or country. The word sovereign means he has the supreme power, highest authority, and is free from outside control. 
In past times in the natural world, there were many kings and kingdoms. In an early kingdom, the king owned all the territory in the kingdom and had authority over everything in the kingdom, including the people. The king made the laws of the kingdom and residents of the kingdom obeyed these laws. The king had power over the people, including the power of life or death. The king of kings. The greatest of all kings is the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul refers to Jesus as the king of kings. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 15 it reads, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potent, the king of kings and lord of lords. The book of Revelation calls him king of kings. Revelation 17, 14 reads, for he is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. Revelation 19, verse 16 reads, and he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus is the King of Kings because he rules over a kingdom that is eternal and sovereign. The kingdom of God would never come to an end. It would never be overthrown by revolution. There would never be another ruler who will succeed the King of Kings. The pre-existence of the king. The Bible tells the story of the king of kings. Part of that story is the account of his life and ministry on earth. But Jesus existed before his earthly ministry. Let's take a look at 1 John. Uh, uh, St. John chapter 1. Uh, verse 1 through 18. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 18 reads, and I'm going to be reading that out the Amplified Bible, and it reads, In the beginning, in the beginning before all time was the word of Christ, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. He was he was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came, in, came into existence through him, and without him not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the power to bestow life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appreciate it or absorb it and is unreceived and, and is unreceptive to it. There came a man commissioned and sent from God whose name was John. This man came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe in Christ the light through him. John was not the light, but came to testify about the light. There it was the true light, the genuine, perfect, steadfast light, which coming into the world enlightens everyone. He, Christ, was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, that which belonged to him, his word, his world, his creation, his possession, and those who were his own people, the Jewish nation, did not receive and welcome him. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God, that is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in and rely on his name, who were born not of blood, natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that of natural father, but of God, that is a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. 
And the word Christ became flesh and lived among us. And we actually saw his glory. Glory as belongs to the one and only begotten Son of the Father. The Son who is truly unique. The only one of his kind who is full of grace and truth. Absolutely free of deception. John testified repeatedly about him and has cried out, testifying officially for the record with, with a reverence. This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has a higher rank than I and has priority over me, for he existed before me. For out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. For the law was given through Moses, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor of God and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God, his essence, his divine nature at any time. The only one and only begotten God, that is the unique son who is in the in intimate presence of the father. He has explained him and interpreted and revealed the awesome wonder of the father. If you notice in verse and verse 12, John 1, 12, it states here that God has given us the right to become his children. So when you hear the statement that we, we all are the children of God, that is not a correct statement. In order to be a child of God, you must believe, trust in, rely in, and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Verse 12, I'm going to read that again. He says, but as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. So, hallelujah, all those that have been born again of what in the spirit are the children of God. Talking about Christ's pre-existence. He was in the beginning with the Father. He was the Word that became flesh. He is the Word. And in the passage, He was the Word. Hallelujah. Prophecies about the King. The Old Testament contains many prophecies about the King of Kings. A prophecy is an, an immediate Word from God which reveal things about the future which cannot be known by natural wisdom. These Old Testament prophecies reveal how, when, and where the king was to be born and many details about his life, ministry, death, and resurrection. The New Testament shows how Jesus fulfilled these prophecies. A detailed list of these prophecies is provided in another Harvest Time International Institute course entitled Creative Bible Study Methods. And we will be looking at that soon. The genealogy of the king. If you would, turn your swords to Matthews chapter 1 and hold your place there. And we're going to read about the genealogies of Jesus. And, and some of these names I cannot even pronounce. <laughs> I'm not good at pronouncing none of the names. But um, when we read the genealogies of the King of Kings in Matthew's chapter 1, verse 17, 1 through 17, and Luke chapter 23 to uh, 38, the genealogy traces the ancestors of Jesus through his earthly father and mother. But remember, Jesus was really the son of God born to the Virgin Mary. The birth of the king. We can read about the earthly birth of King Jesus in Matthew chapter 1 and 2 and Luke 
chapter 1 and 2. Now we're going to talk about the names of the king. Turn your swords to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we're going to read verses 45 through 47. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 through 47. And it reads, G, uh, and, and Jesus was called by many names, different names, some of which reflect his ministry and purpose. The following are all names of Jesus, the King of Kings. The second Adam. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 to 47 reads out the Amplified. So it is written in the scriptures. The first man, Adam, became a living soul, an individual. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. However, the spiritual, the immortal life is not first, but the physical, the mortal life, then the spiritual. The first man, Adam, is from the earth, earthly, made of dust. The second man, Christ, the Lord, is from heaven. He is our advocate. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 1. Jesus Christ is our advocate, and it reads, My little children, believers, dear ones, I am writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate who will intercede for us with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, the upright, the just one, who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. He is our advocate, hallelujah, that stands and intercedes for us. He is like our lawyer. He is the Almighty. Let's turn to Revelations chapter 1 and we're going to read verse 8. Revelations chapter 1. He is Almighty. In Revelations chapter 1 verse 8 it reads, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God, who is existing forever and who was continually existing in the past. And who is to come, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Ruler of all. He is the Almighty. He is the Alpha and Omega. Talking about King Jesus. Let's go to Revelations chapter 21 and we're going to read verse 6. Revelations chapter 21 verse 6. And it reads... And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the one who thirsts, I will give water from the fountain of the water of life without cost. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. And sometimes, beloved, I even say he is the in-between. Hallelujah. He knows what's going on in between. Hallelujah. He is the a man. Let's go to Revelations chapter 3 verse 14. He is the Amen. In Revelations chapter 3 verse 14 it reads to the angel divine messenger of the church in Lacedonia write these are the words of the Amen. The trusted and faithful and true witness. The beginning and origin of God's creation. Talking about King Jesus. We ought to know his names. Hallelujah. We ought to know the names of our king. Hallelujah. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7 verse 9. He is the ancient of days. Daniel chapter 7. And we're going to read verse 9. And it reads out the Amplified. I kept looking until thrones were set up. And the Ancient of Days, God, took his seat. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was flames of fire. Its wheels were burning 
were a burning fire. He is the ancient of days. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 63 verse 9. Isaiah chapter 63 verse 9. He is the angel of his presence. Jesus Christ is the angel of his presence. In Isaiah 63 verse 9 it reads, In all their distress he was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his compassion he redeemed them, and he lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. He is the angel of his presence. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalms chapter 45. Psalms chapter 45 verse 7 says, He is anointed above his fellows. Psalms chapter 45 verse 7 reads, He is anointed above his fellows. You have loved righteousness, virtue, morality, justice, and hated wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you above your companions with the oil of jubilation. He is the anointed above his fellows. In Hebrews, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 3. And we're going to look at verse 1. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 he is the apostle of our profession. He is the first apostle, hallelujah, of our profession. It reads, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, thoughtfully and attentively consider the apostle and high priest whom we confessed as ours when we accepted him as Savior, namely Jesus. He is the apostle of our profession. He was sent, hallelujah, not only to die for our sins, hallelujah, but to give us the message of the kingdom of God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 51, verses 9 and 10 we're going to read. He is, arm, he is the arm of the Lord. Jesus Christ is the arm of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 51 verse 9 and 10 reads, Awake, awake, put on strength and might, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, as in the generations of long ago. Who Was it not you who cut Rahab, Egypt, in pieces, who pierced the dragon of Egypt? Was it not you who dragged, dried up the Red Sea, the waters of the great deep, who made the depths of the sea a pathway for the redeemed to cross over. The, he is the arm of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to read verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, he is the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 reads out the Amplified, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive of our belief, and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accepting the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He will finish our faith. He will complete it, bringing it to full completion in him. Hallelujah. He is the author of eternal salvation. Let's jump to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 9, we're going to read. 
And it reads, And having been made perfect, uniquely equipped and prepared as Savior, and retaining his integrity, aimed opposition, he became the source of e eternal salvation, an eternal inheritance to all those who obey him. He is our eternal salvation. He said to all those that obey him. Hallelujah. Jesus is our eternal salvation. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to read verse 18. Jo uh, Jesus is the begotten of God. 1 John chapter 5 verse 18 reads. We know with confidence that anyone born of God does not habitually sin. But he, Jesus, who was born of God, carefully keeps and protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. Notice it said habitually. In other words, it's a lifestyle. It is a habit. It's something that you practice on a daily basis. He said anyone that is born of God does not practice Habakkuk is not a lifestyle to sin, but he, Jesus, who was born of God, carefully keeps and protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. The only way that the evil one, which is Satan, hallelujah, can touch you unless you give him legal right to do so, meaning that you have unconfessed sin in your life. You open up a door for him to enter in. This is why we must confess our sins daily, repent, ask for forgiveness, turn back to God. Hallelujah. We can give Satan a legal right to come and touch us. Glory to God. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 6. Which says he is uh, he is the beloved. It reads out the Amplified Ephesians one verse six to the praise of his gl glorious grace and favor, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, his Son Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the beloved. Hallelujah. He is the Bishop of souls. Let's go to First Peter. Chapter 2, verse 25. He is the bishop of our souls. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25, it reads, For you were continually wandering like so many sheep, but now you have come back to the shepherd and guardian, guardian of your souls. In the King James Bible, it says bishops, bishop of our, your soul. But here he is the shepherd and guardian of our souls. He is the great shepherd. He is the guardian of our souls. Leaders are just there to teach, to instruct about the things of God. To lead you on the right path. Hallelujah. But Jesus is the ultimate shepherd and he is the bishop over our souls. Let's go to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 15. He is blessed and only potent. He is blessed. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 15 reads, Which he will bring about in his own time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign the absolute ruler, the king of those who reign as kings, and lord of those who rule as lords. Hallelujah. We are kings and priests in God's kingdom, and he is the sovereign ruler over us. Hallelujah. He is the branch. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 8. He is the branch. In Zechariah chapter 3 verse 8 it reads, Now listen, Joshua, the high priest, 
you and your colleagues who are sitting in front of you, indeed, they are men who are a symbol of what is to come. For behold, I am going to bring in my servant, the branch, in messianic glory. The branch, the messianic title, Jesus, is the branch. Hallelujah. Let's turn now to Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5, we're going to read. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 5 reads hallelujah he is the branch of righteousness Jesus Christ is the branch of righteousness in Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 5 it reads behold listen closely the days are coming says the Lord when I will raise up for David a righteous branch and he will reign as king and act wisely and will do those things that accomplish justice and righteousness in the land. Jesus Christ is the branch of righteousness. Let's jump to Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 15 we're going to read. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 15. He is the branch of righteousness. Our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, is the branch of righteousness. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 15, it reads, In those days, and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch of David to spring forth, and he, the Messiah, shall execute justice and righteousness on the earth. He is the branch of righteousness. King Jesus. Turn your swords to Isaiah chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 1. He is the root, the branch of the root of Jesse's. He is the branch of the root of Jesse's. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 1, it reads, The vision of the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, concerning the kingdom of Judah and its capital, Jerusalem, which he saw as revealed by God during the reigns of Uas, Jothan, Azaz, and his Hezekiah, king of Judah. He is the root of Jesse's. Let's go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verse 35. He is the bread of life. John 6, chapter, cha John 6, verse 35 reads, Jesus replied to them, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry. And the one who believes in me as Savior will never be thirsty. For that one will be sustained spiritually. He says that we will never hunger and we will never thirst. Why? Because he is the bread of life. And as we continue to feed upon the bread of life, we are given life. Hallelujah. Reading the Gospels. Learning who your king is and what he's all about. Knowing who Christ is, knowing his sayings, what he has said, reading the epistles, learning how to walk and to live the do's and the don'ts, hallelujah, in the kingdom of God. Let's go to Revelations chapter 22, and we're going to read verse 16. Revelations chapter 22, verse 16 talks about Christ being the bright and morning star. Christ is the he's the bright and morning star. Revelation chapter 22 verse 16 reads, I Jesus have sent my angel to testify to you and to give you assurance of these things for the churches. I am the root, the source, the life, and the offspring of David the radiant and bright morning star. Hallelujah. He is the bright 
morning and morning star. He is the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Let's go to Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5 verse 15. Hallelujah. He is the he is the captain of the Lord's host. He is the captain of the Lord's host. In Joshua chapter 5 verse 15 it reads, The captain of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, because the place where you are standing is holy. Set apart to the Lord. And Joshua did so. The Lord, hallelujah, the captain of the Lord's host, Jesus, manifested himself to Joshua the high priest. Hallelujah. And one, we, we are considered the priests and kings in his kingdom. Jesus will reveal himself to you when we are obeying his commands. Hallelujah. When we are following his instructions, his precepts. He is the captain of the Lord's host. Hallelujah. He is the carpenter, carpenter's son. Let's go to Matthews. Chapter 13, and we're going to read verse 55. He is the carpenter's son. Hallelujah. He is called the carpenter's son. He's the great architect. Uh, I often wondered, uh, hallelujah, the profession that Jesus had was a carpenter. He built and fixed things. Hallelujah. He is our carpenter. He is the one that could come along and fix us, fix our soul, fix our spirit, fix our body. He is the great architect. Hallelujah. The carpenter's son. In Matthew 13, 55, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James, Joshua, and Simeon, and Judas with us? Hallelujah. See, the Sadducees and the Pharisees did not believe, hallelujah, that he was the son of God. They recognized him as the carpenter's son. Hallelujah. He is the great architect. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. He is the chief cornerstone. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 6, it reads, For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I am lying in Zion, a chosen stone, a precious honored cornerstone. And he who believes in him, who, whoever adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, will never be disappointed in his expectation. Jesus is the chief. Jesus is the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone. Every building, every house has a cornerstone to it. It's built within it. And we'll study a little bit more about the cornerstone later on in the kingdom of God. He is the chief cornerstone. Let's go to Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon. We're going to go to chapter 5 and we're going to read verse 10. He is the chief among 10,000. Jesus the King is the chief among 10,000. In Songs 5 verse 10 it reads, The Shudamite bride, my beloved, is exquisitely handsome and ruddy, outstanding among 10,000. Hallelujah. He is the chiefest among 10,000. Talking about the king. Let's read verse 11 too. His head is like precious gold. More gold. Pure gold. His hair is curly like clusters of dates. And black as a raven. The Shudamite woman. The, the bride. Hallelujah. Of Christ. 
recognized him as more handsome than 10,000. Hallelujah. He was the chiefest among 10,000 of the princes. Hallelujah. In the, in the kingdom of Solomon. Hallelujah. He is the chief among 10,000. Let's turn to John chapter 1 verse 41 and it says that the Christ he is the Christ the Savior in John chapter 1 verse 41 it reads he first looked for and found his own brother Simeon and told him we have found the Messiah which is translated means the Christ he is the Christ that was prophesied and spoken of in the Old Testament from Genesis to, to Malachi, the last book. He is the Christ. Let's go to Luke chapter 2 and we're going to read verse 11. I'm not going to be able to finish all of the names of Christ, but I'll go on until it's time for me, until my time runs out. But in Luke chapter 2 verse 11, he is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. In Luke chapter 2 verse 11, it reads, For this day in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. He is Christ the Lord. Let's turn to Romans chapter 8 verse 39 Romans chapter 8 verse 39 read he is Christ Jesus our Lord he is Christ Jesus our Lord and it reads Romans chapter 8 39 reads nor height nor death nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord he is Christ Jesus, our Lord, and nothing shall be able to separate us from his love. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. Christ, the power of God. Christ is the power of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, it reads, But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. That's why you need to keep your focus on Jesus. He is the power of God. Hallelujah. And when our focus on, is on Christ, and not on things that are happening around us. Hallelujah. He is, he is the one that would fight our battles. But we must keep our focus on Christ. Let us not stray. Hallelujah. Stray or be distracted to anything else. But to keep our fo focus on Christ. To learn about our king. To know who our king is. Because the king is coming for his bride. And the bride needs to come into that intimate relationship with his her king to know about him to understand him hallelujah as i often say you cannot have the new testament without the old testament but we are to read the gospels matthew mark luke and john to learn about his ministry to learn about who he was to learn about his character to learn about how he dealt with the laws, to learn about how he dealt with his enemies, to learn about how he dealt with uh, uh, demonic forces, how he dealt with Satan. We must read the Gospels and to learn how to walk a Christian walk, to live a Christian life, we must read the epistles. It's all about the kingdom of God, beloved, learning to live in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah. We're still in the book of Isaiah. Uh, let's go to chapter 42. And we're going to read verse 6. Chapter 42, verse 6 says that, that Jesus. Hallelujah. 
and I lost my place. He is the covenant of the people. Jesus is the covenant of the people. I am the Lord. I have called you the Messiah in righteousness for a righteous purpose. I will also take you by the hand and keep watch over you. And I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, Israel, as a light to the nation, Gentile. He is our covenant. Jesus Christ is the covenant unto the people. Hallelujah. He is our counselor. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. For to us a child shall be born. To us a, a son shall be given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. He is our counselor. When we need to be counseled. If you have a problem. He is the counselor. The Lord Jesus will counsel you. Hallelujah. When every time you're in prayer, having a, a, a walking with him and talking with him, hallelujah, learning about him, he is counseling you. He is your counselor. Hallelujah. Even though we have counselors in this world, glory to God, but Jesus is the best counselor that you can ever have. He is the wonderful counselor. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke chapter 1 verse 78 Luke chapter 1 verse 78 and, and and it talks about Luke 71 he is the day spring because of the tender mercy of our God with which the sunrise the messiah from on high will dawn and visit us he is the he is the day spring let me read that out the King James Version. It says, Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us. He is the day spring. Hallelujah. He is our day spring. Glory to God. Let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter chapter one verse nineteen. And it reads, um, He is the day star. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 19 reads, So we have the prophetic word made more certain. You do well to pay close attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and light breaks through the gloom and the morning star arises in your hearts. He is the morning star. Let me read that over again. This is an awesome, awesome scripture that those that are going through can stand on. So we have the prophetic word made more certain. You do well to pay close attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and light breaks through the gloom and the morning star arises in your hearts. He is our morning star. Let's go to Romans chapter 11, verse 26. Romans chapter 11, verse 26. He is our deliverer. And it reads, and so at that time, all Israel, that is all Jews who have a personal faith in Jesus as Messiah, will be saved. Just as it is written in scripture, the deliverer, Messiah, will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. He is our deliverer. Hallelujah. Christ is our deliverer. And John chapter 10. Hallelujah. Let's go to John chapter 10 and we're going to read verse 9. He is the door. Hallelujah. He is the door to the kingdom. He is the door. In John chapter 10 verse 9 it reads, I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will have and will live forever and will go in and out freely and find pasture, spiritual security. Hallelujah. He is our door. Hallelujah. On our next session, hallelujah, of chapter two of kingdom living, I'm going to continue on with the names of Jesus Christ, our king. Hallelujah. Later on this evening, on this evening, I will be continuing about the names of our King Jesus Christ. 
because my time is running out. Hallelujah on Mixler. If this is women of grace, voice in the wilderness, and we're studying, hallelujah, spiritual strategies and kingdom living. Both of these manuals go hand in hand. We must know about the kingdom of God, understand the kingdom of God in order to understand and operate in spiritual strategies. We are talking about the names of Jesus Christ, the King. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Well, beloved, I pray that you will re-listen over the lesson to learn about who your King is. Hallelujah. And I thank you for joining us this uh, morning. Hallelujah. This afternoon and evening, wherever you are in this study. Hallelujah. Let us close out in prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that you are bringing us into that understanding of the names of Christ, the Messiah. I thank you, Father, that he is our morning star. He is our deliverer. He is our counselor, Lord God. Father, he is the lifter of our head, Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your son, Father, Christ Jesus, the anointed one. Father, give us understanding of who he is, that we may have a more more and better intimate relationship with you by knowing who you are. We thank you, Lord. Father, that the word comes to wash us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you, Father, that we keep our faith focused on Christ the Messiah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For all that you have done and yet going to do. We thank you that you are the Alpha and the Omega in our lives, that you're the beginning and the end. Father, that you're the great shepherd over our souls. We thank you that you lead us into all truth. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come to teach us what, the, what Jesus has spoken, hallelujah, in the past and in the present. And in our future, we thank you, Lord. In Christ the Messiah's name we pray, amen. Well, beloved, I will be continuing, hallelujah, uh, the names of Christ later on on Spreaker.com. Hallelujah, you can find Women of Grace on Spreaker.com. Tune in to listen to the rest of the names of our King. Well, then, until then, God bless you. May God keep you. May his face shine upon you as you continue to seek his face by sitting at his feet and learning from him. Until then, beloved, God bless and shalom.